find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, 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 what's good, everyone? This is your boy, Back9Ben, a.k.a. The Wash Lord, and you are listening to a brand new episode of the world-famous Behind the Baller podcast. Yes, the award-winning, the award-nominated, the most unorthodox business podcast in the entire world. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Monday. Happy afternoon. Um, Some of y'all are in different parts of the country. We're not going to get into that, but this is... Again, the world-famous BTB coming to you in high-definition stereo sound, museum, quality, professional podcasting. That's what we do here, guys, okay? Home of Hurricane Hillary. Yes, coming to you live from Hollywood, California. Guys, this show is brought to you by none other than the world-famous eight-time podcast producers of the year, the Dust Brothers that is Miles Davis and Jordan Winter. Original music by Lakey and theme song by Illegal Cartel. We are switching the format of the show soon. Not super soon, but pretty soon, guys. All right. So it is Monday. Um, summer is coming to an end. Let's get it fucking started. College and NFL football is here and there's money to be made. Fantasy advice, got you covered. Sports betting picks, got you covered. VIP one-on-one coaching for beginners, got you covered. Me and my team of professional handicappers, aka the captains, are here to help you dominate football season. Your fantasy leagues, win the draft. Your sportbook accounts, break your bookies. Captain Picks is legit and it's fun. I love being able to watch games and communicate in the Discord community alongside. If you sign up right now for single sport football at $50 per week, you'll get picks for both NCAA and NFL and all year long fantasy football knowledge. Also, into MLB, UFC, PGA, MLS, and more. Captains have you covered and you could add another single sport for just $50. Go to captainpicks.com now. Captainpicks.com is where you go to win. Maybe you're someone like me who wants to see all the plays 24/7. Then sign up for daily, weekly, or monthly one-time or recurring subscriptions with promo code BALLER. That will give you 20% off. Come join me and my crew at captainpicks.com for single sport or VIP. Sports betting should be a team sport. Go to captainpicks.com. So today's episode is a little special. We got fam questions. Supposed to do it once a month. It's kind of like once every six weeks, but it's all good. I'm always interested to get you guys involved. I'm starting to get much more involved. My subscribers, I'm starting to get back into the swing of things. You know, um, as simple as this mindset is, I can't say I've always practiced it, but if I always looked at every situation as a half glass full instead of half empty, 
I, I don't know if I'd be in a better position, but it, it's definitely the mindset to have. You know, um, I am definitely a guy who's like, damn, my gas tank's on half. Shit, no. I used to let that motherfucker get down to E, get below E. But if I can, why? You know? I just like to be on point. I just always like to be on point. I like to be like surround sound. I like to have every angle covered. All right. So um, what are we going to get into first? Hold on. Let's talk some shit. So yeah, there's, there's a, a rumor about some COVID uh, new strains that are coming out. I haven't heard shit. Okay. And the same as lockdowns. But I will say this. One of my attorneys got COVID. And another attorney that I don't necessarily know had got COVID. Someone else I know got COVID. So I'm just like, what the fuck? Because I haven't heard about it in a long time. So I put a question up. And you know, you got the people who are just fucking super fucking stupid and super whatever. And um, they're like, man, you are fear-mongering and this and that. Motherfucker, motherfuckers die. I don't give a fuck what agenda you say, whatever. I don't care what conspiracy theory you have. I was early on it. I stayed away from dumb motherfuckers. I lost my cousin, lost some other family members, and uh, you know, shit's fucked up. I'm not gonna get into the vaccines and all that stuff. It's just stupid. All right, it just people are just fucking insane, the conspiracy shit. But I will say it fucked our economy up. That is without any doubt at all whatsoever. Now, is Joe Biden fucking up the country? I think our country's fucked up. Is he doing a good I, You know, I don't know, man. I know his son needs to go to jail. That's for goddamn sure. But regarding the lockdowns, there is no way. And I say this just because of how bad it went and how bad they handled it. If there is another lockdown, there will be a civil war. That is not fear-mongering. That is fucking facts times a thousand straight up stay away from people you start having real mandates look i don't think the masks is a far big ass i think more vaccines more it's just like look the world let motherfuckers die at this point you know if you know how to stay away from shit you know how to be smart you know how to wash your hands you know how to do the basic shit all right cool i just don't see that happening now in the last Six years, I'd say, but realistically in the last four, I have never heard so much fucking political talk in my life. I've never, it's just ridiculous. I'm not even about politics. I don't give a shit about politics. I understand it's important, but it's just, there's been so much corruption on every, both sides, right? I'll admit in the last few years, pandemic to now the left has gone absolutely fucking crazy but the right is 10 times worse they've always been worse as far as since trump has gotten to office they're way more batshit insane so it's just fucked up all the way through but i did come across this dude and if i fucked up his pronunciation of his name vivek ramaswamy youngest presidential candidate right now uh, running for the Republican Party. Does he have a chance? I, I don't know. It's a long shot, right? Now, 
I don't give a fuck if Trump is at a 62% or whatever the fuck the, the rating is on the Republican side. Look, bruh about to go to jail. And we're like, oh, it's never going to happen. No, 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 dog, it's happening now. And for a long time, like, yo, can it, can it? And a lot of, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. I don't give a fuck if it's wrong. I don't care if two plus two equals 17. He's going to jail. It's supposed to be today. He's supposed to start, turn himself in today. Now, is he going to sit down in the prison for a minute? I don't know. But what they said in, in, in Georgia, the way that they set up the law there, not even the Supreme Court, president, nobody can stop or pardon anyone in the state of Georgia. He is going to have to, he has to, you get arraigned, you go to jail. From what I had read, you can't get bailed out until you get your arraignment, you could get your, um, your court date. I don't really know how the fuck that's going to happen. But we'll see, right? I know there's going to be a mugshot. There are uh, bets going around in Vegas right now. I think it's 274 pounds. What he's going to weigh in on, at, at, on, the day of his, um, on the day of his arrest today. And the over-under is 274 pounds. I think he's over 300. And 77% of the bets in Vegas are betting that he's over 274. Ain't no goddamn way. He's 6'4". He's a big motherfucker. He's definitely over 300. But it's going to be interesting. Some people say, oh, I could just shut the fuck up. Okay? Fuck him and fuck Biden. I fuck all them dudes. Right? But we're going to see what happens. Um, it will be interesting. There are some real crazy delusional fucking MAGA fans and it's nuts. It's actually scary. You know, like it's really, really, really frightening to see what the fuck is going on. And um, with fucking uh, Elon Musk talking about, I'm going to remove the block button or the block feature on, on Twitter and then him getting community noted on Twitter. It just, the whole shit is just gone to shit. It's really just trash. And I'm just waiting for a new social media app to come out and figure something out and not fuck with algorithms. I've said this so much, something needs to come. I remember on MySpace, it fell off and it's like, and it was at, the, it was at, a, at a height. Twitter came in at the right time, boom. MySpace was lit. They just didn't know how to figure out and they went to the music shit and just, it was amazing. And they didn't need to change. They did, look what happened. Twitter had a long run, super long run. That shit's a wrap. Instagram is still kind of top dog, TikTok for the kids, but it's like, okay, so what's next? I don't know. But this dude Vivek um, is, again, the youngest running candidate. I like the way he talks. I like the way he's talking, the shit he's talking about. Can he back it up? I don't know. We'll see. But I rock with dude right now. He's definitely my top vote for who I fuck with. Everyone's going to have the, oh, you know this, and he's fucking, uh, just says fuck Chinese people, fuck black people. Blah. He didn't say any of that. I'm just saying people just try to bring up shit and never come with real proof. That's why it's just so much misinformation coming out. It's like, look, let me see some shit. Let me hear some shit. Even when you see some shit, hear some shit, you never know what context is. Just like the Roseanne Barr shit with the Jewish stuff, you have to really, really pay the fuck attention. It's sad. Because you really got people like Alex Jones out there who say wild shit. And some people are like, oh, I trust Alex Jones before I trust CNN or Fox. It's like, I really would trust two plus two equals seven before I trust Alex Jones. That's what any sane person would do. That's how stupid that fucking sounds. But um, I will say that I reached out to dude and I've reached out to anyone, really. I've reached out to maybe five people in four years 
to do an interview with this show. Every guest that we've had on this show early on, we had a lot of guests, they wanted to come on. I'm not chasing nobody, not asking. I asked dude to come on. And he actually responded. And he retweeted my tweet. He hit me on Instagram. We'll see what happens. Be dope. Now, if he could be a good vice president, I ain't mad at that either. I really ain't. DeSantis ain't it. Trump ain't it either. I, I really don't know what's going to happen on that side. I, and Biden, definitely. I, man, bro. We got to figure something out. But um, what else? It was a, a chill weekend. We did have plans on going to San Diego. I had plans on doing a bunch of shit. And then this Hurricane Hillary shit fucked everything up. Good thing is we had a lot of nice little short trips. We're still fresh off that Hawaii trip. And um, the kids were chilling. They didn't want to do much. Did some back to school shopping for kicks. Um, they were uniforms for their private school. So they were all right. They're like, fuck it. We don't got to go. They might go to San Diego this week. You know, they start school later than everybody. And this Hurricane Hillary did fuck up Baja California, did fuck up Palm Springs. As far as I know right now, it did not fuck up LA that bad. Now there's parts of the flood here and there, but we get flooding. We It, it gets bad. They're talking about one year of rain in 48 hours. It's bad. It's not like, it ain't hurricane, but I've been in a hurricane before in Miami. But what did scare the shit out of me, there was a five-pointer earthquake and that fucked me up. That shit was, we were playing uh, Dungeon Quest in the boys' room and that motherfucker shook pretty good. I think the epicenter was in Ojai, California, which is like on the way to Santa Barbara. And yeah, it, it was, other than that, it was chill. You know, we, we did our, definitely did our potato corner, the basic things that the kids love to do. I made them breakfast and dinner a few times but uh you know london got a couple cool birthday gifts we got to kick it obviously went to dave and busters went to got some went to see a movie we'll talk about that after the break and everything and speaking of which you know what i got them here these little you know munchkins are all up everyone woke up real early so um before we get into fam questions let's uh let's get london rider on miles patch him in So we got some uh, special guests here, Yang Gang members, CBC members. We got my sons, London and Ryder, again for, uh, I don't know, third or fourth time they've been on the show. And they're about to start school again, so I just wanted to ask them a couple questions. What's up, guys? Hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, London, how was your summer so far? It's amazing. Ryder, how was your summer so far? It was okay, except for the trips. The trips were fun. Yeah? Do you think you had a good summer, Ryder? Uh, yeah. Okay, what what was the best part of summer? Hawaii. Hawaii was the best part of the summer? Yeah. How come? What was your favorite part of Hawaii? Um, the dolphins. That's one with the dolphins? Yeah. Nice. London, what was your favorite part of the summer so far? Hawaii. What part of Hawaii? What, what, what was your favorite the part? The dolphins. That was your favorite part? Yeah. More than Legoland? More than anything else? Yeah. Okay. So, are you guys excited for school? Yeah. No, I no. no, no, no. <laughs> Hell no. Hey, are you excited for school or not? 
No, definitely not. No. Okay, Ryder. Hate great. school. Right, school Ryder, sucks. Don't, Ryder, don't talk like that. Seriously. Ryder, what grade are you going into? Fourth. Okay, Lennon, what grade are you going into? Fifth. Okay. Well, what are you most excited for for this year, for the rest of the year? Halloween, Christmas, and spring. Spring's next year, Ryder. I mean, I mean, I mean, Halloween and Christmas. Okay, Lennon, what are you most excited for for the rest of the year? Halloween and Christmas also. You're just copying my answers. Maybe, maybe Thanksgiving also. You know what though? You're not gonna see me on Thanksgiving. Hmm. I'm gonna be in uh, I'm gonna be in uh, Abu Dhabi. Like what? Like where Normal lives? Where who? Normal from Normal from Garfield. He lives in Abu Dhabi. She. She? No, he. He? Garfield uh, puts him in a mail. Okay. And sends him to listen, Abu Dhabi. Listen, guys. Last question, okay? Okay. What do you want for Christmas? I want a new I want a Nintendo Switch. But, Ryder, you already got two of them. Why do you want another one? I don't have two. Wait, you got me one? No, you had what you've had. Well, you each have one each. Where are they? Yeah, but they, we, I lost them. You lost both of them? Yeah. Okay, so you want to switch for Christmas? Yeah, because I lost my old one. Okay, London, what do you want for Christmas? I don't know. What do you mean? Maybe, uh... You know, I don't know what I want for Christmas yet. Okay, well, did you have a good birthday weekend with your dad or no? Oh, yes, I had such a good birthday weekend. Yeah, we had a good birthday weekend. Okay, well... London, I love you, and, and you're a big boy now. You're 11. I can't believe it. And I love you guys very much, and I want you guys to stay out of trouble, and I want you guys to get good grades. And, um, oh, yeah, we got golf this week, guys. It's going to be lit. Yeah. It's going to be lit. All right, is there anything else you want to say before you get off? No. That's it? Uh, follow my dad on Instagram uh, <laughs> and all his other social medias. I don't know. Okay. It's not funny. And we're playing Dungeon Quest. Okay, is there anything you want to say to your sister? I hate you, Kaya. No, what are you talking about? Kaya, say something. Go to the microphone and say something. Kaya's making her debut on BTB. Come here, Kaya. Kaya, come over here. Come here. Come here. What do you want to say? Come here. Say something. I love Ryder. See? Kaya's so cute. She says she loves you. All right, guys. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. And fan questions, y'all. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Ever come to a crossroads in your life? I know I have. You don't have to make the tough choices alone. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life. That way you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map. With BetterHelp, visit BetterHelp, 
betterhelp.com slash baller today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash baller. What's up, y'all? So we got fam questions. We're going to jump right the fuck into it. If you guys know, pretty much. Um, most of y'all know if it's something like super detailed or something that you've asked before on the show. We've been doing the show for four fucking years, so I just let it rip. And we do this shit freestyle. I don't look at the questions prior. We go right to it. And uh, if there's some bullshit, I'll cut it out. But pretty much, yeah, we just get right the fuck into it. And the first question I see here is my man, Taro. It's my dog right here, Lonnie. He's from Central California. He writes, Ben, what's your favorite snack that is not available anymore? Fuck, that's a that's a good one. I don't really, man, you know, <laughs> it's hard to think about a snack that ain't there anymore, right? I just don't see frozen yogurt around anymore. I ain't talking about Pinkberry. I'm talking about like, like real frozen. I just don't see frozen yogurt like I used to. But um, Munchos. I don't know where the fuck Munchos went, but I love that. Um, gummy roulettes, Haribo. I think they're only in Europe. I rarely see them in America. Uh, favorite oldie soul group. Shit, man. Maybe Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. I don't know. Some good questions though, Taro. I love you, brother. And I know I got you on that Taro promo. Um, I owe you that, man. Uh, G-Man Real writes, what's good, man? I just booked a flight with my friends for Japan. We're staying for a week and a half in Shinjuku, Tokyo. Any spots you recommend? And also, where can I shop exclusive Japanese clothing that has big sizes like XL and 36 pants? I was thinking Capital Avizu, but not sure if they have sizes. Food shopping recommended. Thanks. Um, Shinjuku is kind of like central Tokyo, right? There's like a lot more touristy shit there. If you want to get some fly shit, you definitely got to be in Harajuku or Shibuya. Um, once you go into the main part of Harajuku, you're just going to be walking through and finding everything. I would avoid capital. No offense, but a pair of pants will run you fucking two to three G's and a jacket can run up to, you know, whatever. it's real fucking expensive. It is very baggy and stuff like that. I don't know what your style is like, so I really can't really, you know, rock and, and, and really speak on that. There's a couple just random t-shirt spots right next to uh, Luke's Lobsters in Harajuku. Uh, there's everything there though, bro. And to tell you the truth, you'll find Air Force One that I even have in America. They just don't show up on eBay for some reason and stuff like that or on StockX. It's weird, but everything's legit. XL and 36 ain't that hard to find. It's just their XL is going to be like a, I forgot how the fuck they describe it. I got to look at the shirts. But yeah, 36 and XL probably be the biggest you're going to find out there, but you'll find it. It ain't that hard. You know, um, United Arrows might not have it, but um, there's so many amazing vintage stores there too. They got everything, bro. As far as food, it's really hard to just pinpoint one thing. You know, um, it, tell you the truth, I don't even really know names to a lot of places. I just know places I go to. You know, um, for sushi, it's real hit and miss, especially like in those parts of Tokyo, you know what I'm saying? If you're going to get real official sushi, you're going to probably want to go into Ginza or go somewhere else, you know? What else, man? I mean, just walking on the street, you're going to find some lit food, you know, obviously Katsusando and stuff like that. Um, but again, once you get on the main strip in Harajuku and Aoyama, if you're on some high-end shit, you're, you're just going to be walking forever and you're going to find shit and you're going to be good, man. I really don't know what else to say, man. I just think you're going to be straight up good. Obviously, um, Rapongi is going to be the night spot, you know, where you go out for a night and shit like that. 
um, be careful. There are still our scammers out there. It's a, a good time, a safe time, but you know. But yeah, obviously check out Isatan, S Nations, things like that. All right, Asani Jabari Gordon writes, Hey Ben, appreciate the consistency, positive vibrations every Monday. I'm curious as to who did all your tattoos. I believe you said Mr. Cartoon in the past. Uh, Mr. Cartoon did my back, did a couple smaller tattoos on my arms and chest. Uh, the most detailed tattoos were done by a dude named Chewy Quintanar. He's at a Deer's Eye studio in Pico Rivera. Um, Chewy is fucking cold-blooded. My first tattoo and a couple classic tattoos I got by a guy named Mark Mahoney. It's probably one of the most OG guys next to Jack Rudy and Coyote when it comes to black and gray. And uh, yeah, those are my guys right there. Brandon, uh, I think, Kocher, maybe Kocher, I don't know, uh, writes, I want to start off by saying I appreciate what you do for the people. The pod has really helped me through some things, life events, long drives. Shout out to my boy Jesse, the big hurt for putting me on to this pod during the COVID segments. Been a listener ever since. My question is, would you encourage people to get a CCW during these times? Why or why not? What's a good holster for them? Appreciate the pod and free game. Uh, Koch. Um, if, you know, you're responsible, you know, and you're not stupid and just pull out your gun for no fucking reason, you know what I mean? I think police are encouraging people to get a CCW these days, especially in California, because they can't get to you on time. Why? To protect yourself, protect your home protect your family why not because you're a dumb fuck and you want to flex shit and just pull it out for no reason or bring it out and start trouble and you know i felt like in the beginning of recording the show i used to tell people you know i, I didn't carry my gun for a little bit because it just felt like it brought certain energy and then there's a point in time where i just can't leave the house without my gun right a good holster you know honestly there's a dude who is a big supporter of mine, Korean chiropractor, uh, Dr. John Park at Orange County. He's giving me some holsters and people like that, whatever. And there's, they're like the real holsters that are strong and this. They're just not comfortable for rocking all day long and everything, right? I bought this neoprene holster off Amazon for my SIG 365 and it's like just perfect. It works for my P238. Uh, it works for my Glock. Um, 43 and 42. It's just a, it's just like a nice little knee print. It's just like I can wear it with shorts. I can wear it with basketball shorts. I don't really like like no bulky plastic hard shell thing. And I haven't had an issue. You know, you got either you can pull it out or you can't. So that's what it is, Brandon. All right, thanks, man. Brian Wong writes, uh, "What's up?" It's Brian Wong from Yorba Linda. Been listening to the pod, um, 70th episodes in. Appreciate the free game along with life lessons. I found it funny when you're on IG Live asking where everyone's from. And when I said you're Belinda, you said you must be Korean. I'm Chinese and my wife is Korean. We have a lot in common. Asian kids love golf, cars, sport cards. If you had to choose one place to go for your kids for the rest of your life, where would it be? Lastly, what's your dream PSA 10 sports card? Thanks for your time. Fairways and Greens, Brandon Wong. Uh, Brian Wong, sorry. Um... One place to go for the rest of your fuck, man. That's a tough question, bro. I don't know, man. As much as I love Los Angeles, it's just shit. I think my time is done. It's just let's do three places that I've thought about a lot, right? And if this is obviously me and my kids are, are together, I have definitely thought about North County, San Diego. You know, um, 
would obviously probably stay where I exactly where I am right now in Los Angeles. And if I had to leave the country, I honestly think that we'd have a great life in Tokyo. It's crazy. I think it, it, that's it's a good question. Uh, Dream PSA 10 sports card. There is a gold Kobe. Um, I think there's like, I've only seen two, I think. But there's a Kobe, uh, obviously, Chrome um, rookie card. And, uh, you know, I could have grabbed a fucking MJ. I, I don't really care about Mike Trout like that, whatever. It just would have been nice to have a Kobe one. You know, um, I can't remember what kind of refractor it is, man. But uh, that'd be it, bro. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate it, man. Justin writes, hey, Ben Young. Love your pod. Most of all, thank you for the free game and authenticity. Listening to your pod perspective has been uh, amending. Thanks to Big Bro. Question, I was on your live one time. You asked about cooking. Your answer was not really, but now being into your new lifestyle here that you're cooking more on the podcast, you ever thought of having a private chef or maybe having a guest chef uh, to come cook for you? Your friends, family, hint, hint. Would love to share my journey with you as a chef, being a foodie myself and also growing up eating mama's for Korean food. Dietary restrictions have been vital in my life. Would love, would love to share a plate. Man, uh, that'd be amazing. Um, I've probably had a chef cook maybe a hundred times. So I don't know if I don't really talk about it on the show, but yeah, you know, um, I've had so many different fucking people come and cook at the house. Obviously Roy Choi and, and, and you know, people like that. But I've had, you know, my friend Jordan, who's helped me cook. She was Floyd Mayweather's personal chef for a long time. And I've had other random people. Playboy Cardi's cousin was cooking me for a while. And I met him through Playboy Cardi. And I had people come through. Um, and never really, I don't really, it's not really a thing that where I, where I really like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, um, be like someone trying to give me swimming lessons. Like we swim and everything, right? And we could probably learn how to swim better, but I just don't need them i don't know it's it's a it's a weird thing i appreciate the offer though and um i don't know man it's just something that just happened uh and again it's like uh <laughs> I, I, I can't really break it down it's like getting bottled water i love bottled water right like zen water right now is my favorite water but like i'm not going to go crazy if i can't get that kind of water meaning i eat my meals i get it in and, and um i think with the kids it's just tough you know, um, one thing I do like to do is is hire the hibachi guy to come by once in a while. And that's once every blue moon, you know. But I appreciate the offer, man. Giovanni writes, what's up, man? This is Giovanni from New Jersey, longtime listener of the pod. I'm 30 years old, currently a respiratory therapist, making decent money right now. But looking for new ventures to get into that will make me money and give me more free time. I'm thinking about saving up like 20 to 30K and investing that in either a fixer upper piece of property I can own and eventually sell. What do you think about this plan? Do you think I should invest my money elsewhere? Maybe a Rolex. Also, any advice on keeping up with where I can invest my money? Any help would greatly be appreciated. Thank you and God bless. No offense, man. 2030 in a fixer-up or piece of property. Again, and I don't know what Jersey property is like, you know what I mean? But I do know the interest rates are at the highest they've been in 23 years. So I don't know if you want to finance a crib right now. That might not be it. Uh, a Rolex, definitely not. If you had fuck around money to throw around here and there, not a bad time to buy a Rolex right now. Not the best time, but not the worst time. It ain't like the pandemic was fucked up. Um, I will say this. Stocks are definitely up. And if you know how to play right, I'm not the guy to talk to, but you could definitely get into that. I would do that more than anything, right? 
Crypto is down right now real bad in the last few days, like real fucking bad. But it's a weird time, bro. I wish I had some answers for you. You know what I mean? I've been probably down for the last six months and not so much that I should get my mind in the place where I'm about to be on my gangster shit. Like I, I should feel like I'm 20 years old again with not, without a family and be on that type of grind. But I don't know um, if 20 or 30, because even if you found a place for 200K, you know, you got to think about property tax, think about upkeep, thinking about, you know, shit like that, right? It's it's a weird time about to jump into, man. Cash is king, bro. Think if you save that money, you might want to sit on it just for a little bit and come up with the right, you know, find the right opportunity, maybe buy and flip other things. And not drugs. I ain't talking about that, man. Red Smurphy writes, Hey, Ben, my name is Nick Higby. Uh, much love from Cincinnati, Ohio. Home of the uh, Skyline Chili and La Rosa's Pizza. Big fan of the show. Thank you for the free game. I first discovered you from Far East Movement Rocketeer music video in 2010. My question to you goes back to episode 45, BTB. Would you consider bringing a BTB Army member to the Seahawks versus Bengals game in Cincinnati on October 15th at Paycor Stadium? I've been a day one listener of BTP Podcast. I've also been a day one super follower on Twitter. I've not been able to make the past subscriber meetups. Thank you. Nick, thank you very much. I've actually been to Cincinnati about seven to ten times. If you watch my movie Cake, you would know why. Um, that was a you know past life a long time ago. Brother... I will not be able to go to that game in Cincinnati because the Wash Lord Invitational Scramble in Oceanside, California, which is in San Diego, will be October 16th. And our dinner for the party is on the 15th. So I'll probably be somewhere in San Diego watching that Seahawks game. But much love. And I don't know when I'll get out there, but the sooner, the closest part will probably be in Cleveland. So that ain't that far from Cincy. You know, I've been through Canton, Cleveland, fuck, uh, where else was I at? Um, Canton, Cleveland, why the fuck am I drawing a blank right now? But I've been through Ohio, all right? Appreciate the support too, dog. You got some motherfucking questions here, god damn. Uh, Edgar Gutierrez writes, what's up, Ben? I want to ask some relationship advice or perspective as an OG. I've been with my girl for seven years now. I'm in my early 30s. She's five years younger than me. I feel like I'm an ambitious person, would like to own a business one day and live comfortable. I try to make plans for the future, but my girl is more of a go-with-the-flow type person. And when I ask her what her plan is for the future, she says, I don't know, or it turns into an argument. Am I wrong for wanting her to be more ambitious, or should I accept her state of mind and just focus on achieving my goals? We live together. She holds down the house, cooks, cleans, helps out with the bills. I can't complain there, but sometimes I wish you would want more out of life than what we have. Appreciate any feedback, and best luck with all your endeavors. Edgar. Edgar, if you love her, she holds down the crib and she even helps out with some bills. Homie, I don't know what else you need for her to do, right? If she can support your ambitions and your big dreams and more more so like what you want, do you want more to life? And she's content or she's just like, look, just go with the flow. Let her be, bro. I'm not saying let her go. I'm saying just let her be. As long as she's supporting your dreams and she supports and empowers your movement, do what you got to do. Now, if she is blocking any of your growth and stopping you from 
your ambitions and goals, there might be a little bit of problem there, right? And again, I can't speak for you. Just saying. Seven years is, you know, that's a lot of time. Early 30s, remember, after 25, right? How you move at 26 as a man, you could do a three-year relationship in fucking four months, you know, because you're not going to waste time anymore. You know what you want, right? Right now, you should know more than ever about what you want. And it'll be, you know, every year that goes goes by. Is she the one, right? Remember, I was, shit, 38 when I met Nicolette. She was 28. Was that 37? What the fuck was it? Hold on. No. Shit. I was 36 when I met Nicolette. Holy shit. I was 36 when I met Nicolette. She was 26. She might have been 25. So, so like, you know, you got to remember, man. A woman at 26, 27 is a man at like 34, 33. So, you guys should be right on par, you know, like right there. She don't necessarily have to have a plan as long as her future is with you. Right? Ain't no reason to get into an argument. You know, but there's nothing wrong with you wanting her to, you know, to be a little more ambitious. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, she cooks, cleans the whole, like I said, you know, it's, she don't need to, you know, want more out of life. It's when you step your shit up and you can have her be relieved of her duties, unless she enjoys doing it. You know what I'm saying? You can hire a nanny, hire a housekeeper, whatever it is. But, um, you know, I, I think you're good, man. You know, as long as everything else is right, you know, then there shouldn't be no problems. You guys could be arguing about some other shit. You know, this sort of minor shit. Again, as long as it's not blocking you from growing. And again, even then, I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm just telling you, you know, don't sound like there's a, there's a huge problem there. All right. James Hong writes, good morning, Ben. Thank you in advance for, uh, if you happen to choose this question, what do you think of when you hear disruption? Does it carry a negative connotation or do you see opportunities ahead? Are you able to think of a time where you felt disrupted and turned it into a huge win? For example, between the 07 and 08, the iPhone, Airbnb, Uber, etc. were born and disrupted the world, but vastly shifted our outlook and future. Maybe it's your joy business combined with your music or new ventures. Much love. Met you at DMV in Nova years ago. Would love to do a meetup around here. Uh, regards, James Hongs. James Hong, sorry. A negative? I mean, not really. You know, it's just people thinking far ahead, right? Like, think about it. Like, oh, Uber doesn't own any cars. You know what I'm saying? And whatever, Amazon doesn't own any, whatever. It, it's, I mean, Uber doesn't own any cars, right? They're just out there doing this. It's like, they don't have any fucking, you know, um, or like Postmates, right? Or, um, I mean, the iPhone. I never thought the iPhone would take over the BlackBerry. But then you start to realize, nah, yeah, yeah, it's going to. I don't know of anything right now that's going to, I mean, they say AI, but nah, it's, it's not there. I'm sorry, I'm just reading this over again. Are you able to think of a time where you felt disrupted and turned into a huge win? I mean, when I left music, you know, that's all I knew. All I knew was music and marketing, music and kicks. I didn't know shit about jewelry other than the fact that I liked it. 
I didn't know what fucking, I honestly didn't really know what 14K and 18K, I knew 18K was better. I didn't know what the difference was. I didn't know how to fucking melt down something. I didn't understand what a four prong or fucking, you know, pave setting was. You pave, you pave set, you know what I mean? Or, you know, I didn't know what a mosinite was. I didn't know what so many different things were when it come to, you know, I know what borax was. I didn't know what so many different things when it came to jewelry and it became my life. And now it's like, I'm onto something else as well. Disruption might be good, you know, but sometimes, sometimes two people, um, people are just too, they can't make their mind up. My mind is made up. I think at this point, I could almost do anything. And what I mean is, let's say, for instance, I work for a headphone company. I know marketing well enough to wear, you know, and I love headphones. I wear them, you know, several times a week, almost every day. I would know what I needed to do and how to design certain things. That's what I had to do, I'm saying. That's what my job was, right? If I worked at a restaurant, I would know what to do with that. It's just, I mean, I'm in a fucking weird place right now. And I'm at a crossroads. But maybe it's time for me to go back to jewelry. I don't know. Anyways, I'll let you know if I get out to Nova. Appreciate you. Chaz, um, Krumel or Crummel. What's up, Ben? I had gotten into golfing after graduating college and started a conversation with the club pro at my local course. He has extreme concern about the raising cost of expenses for maintaining a golf course, stating that the cost of fertilizer has also doubled since 2020. Do you think that there is an issue with barriers of entry level for of entry for new golfers? Do you think public courses will start to disappear? How can we make golf more accessible? Bro, I didn't even think about that, right? But you know, I remember too though, you know, tea times used to be fucking six to ten dollars at, you know, local municipal course. I'm sure they are certain places in America. I don't maybe they're not, but it's like the average muni course for 18 is probably about 55, 60 bucks in LA. I don't know what it's like where you are. As far as barriers for uh, entry for new golfers, there's people who embrace you and bring you in. And then there's a bunch of people who gatekeep and hate. I don't give a fuck how shitty you are at golf um, or how good you are at golf. You know what the most important thing in golf is? I realize when I play with pros and people, people are really good, how fast you are. I'm never, ever, ever going to hold up somebody's game. And I'm talking about the best on the fucking earth, right? The best play. If I played with Tiger tomorrow, he would never tell me, hey, bro, it's time to pick up the ball. Hey, it's this. No. No. It's just one thing I know I can do. Now, is that a good thing? Yes and no. Because I do know sometimes I rush shit. But what I'm getting at is, the gatekeeping is one thing. Being accessible is the whole point of like, why the fuck do you want a Ferrari, right? Oh, I like it. It's fast. It's beautiful. It's, it's exotic, right? It's not that attainable. Now, I know that there's cars out there that are. They achieve somewhat of the same purpose, except for the fact that, you know, one might get you some pussy and, you know, might get you girls and whatever it may be and maybe get you more looks or more popular. I don't know what the fuck it is. But the point being is a car gets you from point A to point B. With golf, the gatekeeping, the stigma, things like that, you got to understand the difference between, you know, an elite country club to just being able to play in a fucking 
you know, public course. Will public courses disappear? No. The popularity is up 17,000% right now. So I don't know about y'all. I have not heard of a place that has a hard time getting tea times. So making it more accessible would mean to, you know, make it cheaper. I don't see that happening either. So while the cost of inflation has, you know, created, you know, a rise in fertilizer pricing, I don't think that's going to be a problem because the demand is so high. Um, what I'd like to see is is more golf courses in the hood. And I don't know where, you know, and, and how that begins. I mean, you know, it's hard to do a charity. I understand charity for basketball, shit like this. You're talking about something that actually needs equipment, like clubs, special shoes, you know, a polo, a belt, you know, a golf bag, things like that. It's why I love my kids' golf academy. It's so fucking amazing. For the amount of money that we pay for this school, it's like one twentieth of what private lessons are. It's it's insane. Anyways, good luck, bro. Um, Tyler Carlson writes, A Ben been listening since early COVID days. New dad with another on the way. Um, YC tech founder. My question is, how do you think about weed in terms of I think I remember you mentioned you took some time off. I burned every day since high school with rare, rare exceptions. Been a month without it, but I feel like no one keeps it real. What's your relationship with trees? I know that 8 p.m. cutoff time is for if is hard as hell when zooted. Thank you for what you do and, and being so vulnerable, especially lately, Tyler from Tampa. How do how do you think about weed? Is how do I feel? I love weed. It's such a great fucking thing, right? You know what I mean? Um I just never been a sativa guy, right? But I love the people that could, you know, appreciate sativa. I just think that, you know, I hate the business of it in a certain sense. But think about—I never looked at weed as a gateway drug. Like, oh my god, weed's not good enough. So you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do cocaine now. I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna try smoking crack. No, it's not. People have different issues, but like, weed is amazing. You know, you just. If you're in a bad mood, you know, you can, you know, you can stimulate yourself and, you know, you can make, you can laugh and, 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 you know, it, it could ease pain, but also depending on how the you know, type of person you are, you know, you could be depressed and then even get more depressed because you smoke weed, right? It just really depends on, you know, if you understand how great of a flower marijuana is, you know, um, I just think there's days I can't be a productive stoner. And then there's days where um, I got to get blazed. And I think in the last six months, let's say, let's say five years ago, 2018, right? 2018, I'd say I smoke every single day, right? Let's, let's just say at least 300 days a year. All right, now we get to 2023. I think I smoked eight times this year only because I've really been in a different place. So, you know, um, it's not about what time it is, certain things. I think I don't like to burn off a pen anymore, even Rosen. I don't really like to smoke out of a bong. It's hard for me to roll up and just enjoy it the same way because the same way I didn't pick up the bottle 
during this time. And I think maybe, you know, I have had, uh, I probably drank more than I usually drink, but then again, it's not very much. Talking about maybe a casual drink every other day, which is way more than I have in, in the last few years, or if not more. In fact, you know, my wife would complain about me not drinking and, and being out and stuff and being social. I just, when I get into a focus mode, and right now I've been in a weird, you know, little rut, I do think that there is a time coming up where I'm going to be able to just blaze and just chill. But I don't think, um, I don't know, for the, if you're talking about intermittent fasting, I could smoke weed and have my sugar-free mints and have some cold water and be good. That It don't matter to me, man. I don't really, you know, it's tough for me to, to smoke and do munchies. I just not, no. I could enjoy that for dinner, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. It doesn't really matter. But good question, Tyler. The fuck is this? Another, is another Tyler? Hold on, wait a second. There is. First off, thanks for consistently delivering these podcasts during this tough time. I look forward to every week. Um, my question is, do you have any more stories you could share about Neek from Anti-Social Social Club? Do you think he'd ever come on the pod? He seems to have disappeared from everywhere, but I know you had or have a relationship with him at its peak ASSC imagery and branding felt so potent organic. Any insights you have on how to orchestrate it would be super interesting. Keep crushing it. Tyler, I guess it's a different Tyler. Maybe the same. I don't know. Um, Neek is in Vegas, chilling. He's married. No kids. Um, stayed low key. He fucked off a lot of bread, was around a bunch of idiots. And I think he came from such fucking, such poverty stricken, you know, um, a background of just, you know, no money and, and just loving cars, I think, you know, um, he lost it a little bit. And you got to remember too, Nick is still very young. You know, he just looks old. And, um, what happened on the pod? I'd have Nick on the pod. I don't know if there's much that Nick would really say, right? He's just a weird dude. And I just think that he was around some OGs, around some smart people. I remember the first time Nick had ever been in an exotic car ever. And I was working with Adam, my boy at Stussy. I forgot what the fuck we were doing with Stussy. But this was around 2012, 2013. And I've known Neek since 02, I think, or 01. And I had my orange Lamborghini Aventador. And we were right at the old Stussy office, right on 4th and La Brea. And Neek got in the car and fucking lost his mind. And then I remember like four years later, he ended up buying his first Lamborghini and he just loved it. It was just, it was like he'd, his life had changed and he like had his Mopar crew. He was super about buying, you know, SRT8 Challengers and Hellcats and shit like that. And, and um, you know, he's just, he's got a six by six G-Wagon. He's got a Maybach. Um, he's got a McLaren. He's just lay, laying in the cut, man. I, I don't know what the orchestration was with, um, you know, cause he had, uh, Ben Asian, which is, you know, B-E-E-N, like Ben Trail. So he did Ben Asian, A-Z-N. We just focused on, you know, like embracing the Asian culture, the whole bubble culture and all that shit and, and the rave culture. And then, you know, he just was smart about it. And he just took that shit to a different level. He took what what V-Loan could have did. It was just a different thing. It just didn't try to keep exclusive. Fuck this. We're just going all out. Richard DeCano writes, Hey, Ben, my question is about your experience with intermittent fasting. How long did it take for you to start losing weight? What type of food did you eat? Did you restrict yourself to a certain number of calories? This is the best part about why I love intermittent fasting. 
I restricted myself to not a goddamn thing. All right. I figured what would be most realistic. How could I do this without killing myself? Because I'm just fucking eating like crazy late at night. I basically said, all right, let me stop eating at 8 p.m. And I'll start eating at 11 a.m. Right? So that gave me 15 hours of fasting and then nine hours of eating. That became a little tough. So I said, I'm going to stop eating at 8.30 and I'll begin eating at 10.30. So basically I went into a 14.10 interval, right? I think it took about four months for me to start losing 10, 15 pounds, but it was off for real. And then around seven, eight months, I noticed it like, like I lost like 25. Now I've lost 25 in a month or two before, but it comes right back. It's water weight. This was for real off. When I dropped 50, people thought it was something wrong with me, but it was all meant to be. So what type of food did I eat? Burgers, pizzas, fried chicken, french fries, Coca-Cola, you name it. As long as you eat in that motherfucking time zone. I have alarms on my phone. As soon, Especially when you're traveling, that's the part that kind of fucks you up. And once you get really into it, it ain't that tough. But yet, in your no in your fasting zone of that, for me, you know, now it's 12 hours. I just do 12, 12, but there's tea, right? Obviously unsweetened. There's black coffee, cold brew, and then there's water and that's it. There was a hack that Nicolette had shown me that you could use, um, I forgot what it fat-free butter. I forgot what kind of butter it was. Some sort of butter you could use to cream because it won't break your fast. But the only thing that I do use to cheat is I have sugar-free mints that I use and that's about it because it kind of just somewhat curbs the appetite. But man, yeah, I mean, shit, the shit works. I'll tell you that for sure. Hey, man, my name is Alex Zavala. I'm 32 years from Lone Pole, California. I'm a longtime listener, subscriber. I just recently got into golf and I must say you are a major inspiration to go out there and play the game when never in my life have I touched a golf club. And now I got the golf bug big time. I know you have your Wash Lord Invitational a few months ago, another one coming up. My question to you is, you recently mentioned you would do some foursome rounds with listeners, subscribers. I was wondering if you ever consider a course out here in Central Coast from Ventura to San Luis Obispo. I'll be honest with you, I'm definitely not considering doing that. Uh, I have way too much shit going on right now. Uh, I'm a member of a country club, so, you know, it's not that far from Ventura. I'll be honest with you, it'd be probably a 20-minute drive from Ventura, maybe 30. That would be the whole advantage. So we don't have to worry about nothing and not have to worry about pace and it'd be taken care of. Uh, P.S. My daughter turns four on August 22nd. Uh, my birthday is August 27th. We appreciate a shout out. Man, bro, you are a Virgo, just like London. My son is August 24th. So shout out to your daughter and shout out to you, Alex. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Uh, Marco Rivera writes, Hey, Ben, here's a question for you. If you could play one more round of golf in life, where would you want to play that last round and who would your foursome be? I met you before at Angeles National when you shot your lowest round. It would definitely come up to um, when I see you at WLI2 in October. Easy par from Instagram. Fuck, man. If it could just be the most perfect day in the world with no wind, I would say Paul Beach, right? Who would the foursome be? Me, Tiger, shit, man. My son, London, and the fourth, John Daly, for sure. 
That was just a quick, as quick as I could do, man. Thank you, Marco. Appreciate it, man. Been listening since you started. Great show. I recently proposed to my girl and I used a diamond left to me by my grandmother, which she purchased over 35 years ago. It's a 4.3 carat natural round brilliant cut. Great clarity and color. I have no idea how much it would cost if I wanted to go out and buy something similar for myself and always wondered, can you tell me how a Tiffany style four prong solitaire and platinum setting for a stone like this size would run? Um, I don't understand what you're asking for. The diamond, if it's a great clarity and color, and everything's good as far as the polish and the cut and everything. I mean, bro, you're looking at over a hundred grand. You know, um, if it's Tiffany, you're talking about two hundred thousand dollars. Now, as far as a simple four prong solitaire platinum setting, twelve hundred bucks probably wouldn't be anything big. I don't really know if that's what you're looking for, but yeah, good shit on on your grandma. Goddamn. Uh, Ralph Sinatra writes, uh, been rocking with the double B's and I've been coasting just lost in days. Those who know your history and influence in the hip hop game during the eighties, two thousands, want to know what your thoughts are on this new generation of non-black hip hop artists using the N word so loosely and freely Latinos, Mexicans, and Asians appreciate you, brother. Be better for tomorrow. Ralph Sinatra. Um, I think it just shouldn't be said period. I think it's just dumb. There's no reason to be said. Um, streets are not, um, I understand you could be embraced and uh, use it as a term of endearment. It obviously bothers too many fucking people and it just creates more trouble than that. So there's no affiliation. There's nothing that makes you harder, nothing. You know, Eminem avoided it for fucking all his goddamn career. So it ain't that difficult. That's my thoughts on it. Love what you do. Question, uh, my name is Solomon. I'm 23, just graduated college. I live with my parents. I make a decent amount of money working for the state. Any tips for anyone like me who is blessed to be living with their parents and not have any student loans? Hoping the best for your family. Hey, Solomon, thank you very much. I think just stack. Stack as much as you can while you have no debt and you're living with your parents. And I think you should stack and keep stacking. I think you should play the stock market. I think you should jump in and do some safe shit. You know what I mean? Jump into some IRAs, jump into some other things. Jump into easy stuff too. You know what I mean? Just jump into like, you know, simple, low risk stuff and then start fucking with some people who you know, make some bread and, and just be with people you trust that have long bread, meaning long-term shit. They ain't gonna just throw things away. Yo, Ben, this is Sheed. Been traveling the world after constantly hearing you talk about how lit it is outside the U.S. Currently in Asia. Can you recommend some places to visit in Asia where I'll be accepted as a black man, 24 years old? Specific cities, not just country. P.S. You always hype up Jollibee, but I've had it like five times in the Philippines. That fried chicken is ass. What's wrong with you? Jollibee does not have great fried chicken. You don't hear me talking about Jollibee because of fried chicken. Okay? It is decent fried chicken to have, but I eat it because I love the burger steak. Do you know what I mean? That's what I really fuck with it for. You know, it, that's really why I go to Jollibee. But there's bomb-ass fried chicken in the Philippines. Um, as far as Asian, bro, why would you not go to Tokyo? Why would you not go to Thailand? Go to Bangkok. You know what I'm saying? I would avoid, obviously, anything Southeast Asia. I wouldn't go to fucking Burma and shit like that. I wouldn't go to Laos necessarily. You know, um, Bali would be lit. Think you'd be straight there. Don't think you'd be 100% accepted in Korea. I think Seoul's gonna be a little racist. China's gonna be kind of weird in certain spots. And China's a little difficult right now as it is. But, you know, I would try Bali. I would try Thailand. You know, Tokyo is obviously lit. Um, there's so many different places in the Philippines. I don't know, you know, besides Manila, there's Palawan, you know, um, there's Cebu. And uh, I would start there, bro. But yeah, Bali is, you know, shit. Say what's up to my boy Russell Simmons there. Polo from Frisco. What's up, Polo? How you doing, my bro? That's my fucking dog right there. When you slide in the Frisco Dodgers and Giants game would be lit. Yo, we got to do a subscriber meetup 
at AT&T for sure, man. Um, or is it team? I fucking forgot what the fuck it is. I can get Jock to get his tickets. Definitely, Polo. Appreciate you, man. I got to get out to the city, man. It's, it's definitely been too long. Uh, Daniel writes, what's up, Ben? Long time supporter here. Been inspiring seeing you grow over time. I'm 28, about to get married next March. I make about 75K a year, and I'm trying to reverse a lot of family curses, do things right, and set up future generations. Any insights you could share with me? Bro, I would say stack, stack, and stack. If you're getting married next March, homie, I would not spend a lot of money on that wedding. I would rather put that money into something safer. I understand for family and, you know, people want to see things and, you know, and, and blow off and celebrate. I Look, I remember Nicolette's cousins didn't get married. And instead of the money they were spending on the wedding, they bought a house. They're still together to this day. And they've been married for, uh, I think, about 13 years or so. I'm telling you right now, don't piss off the wife with that and don't be the most cheapest motherfucker out there. But think about, you know, kids cost a lot of money. Think about what you want to do for, for that. And um, I don't know where you live. 75K a year is cool. I just think that, you know, you got to be smart, especially if you're talking about setting up future generations. That means investing is the key. And what I was saying earlier about um, with dude, you know, you really got to figure out how to get um, into the right stocks and bonds. And that was the last question of the day. God damn, there was a lot of fucking questions and some of them I just couldn't get into. But I appreciate everybody for asking. And um, yeah, man, guys, we'll be right back and we will wrap the show up. Thank you. Man, um, we are back and the kids are back to school one week from today. Got London's birthday on Thursday. He didn't want a big party. Uh, I, shit, it, it's weird, you know what I'm saying? And even Nick ain't really throwing him anything crazy. He didn't really want anything. It's been, it's been kind of weird. I think it's also a lot of anxiety. He's about to start school. I think fifth grade is a little more serious then um, as it's been and fourth was pretty serious for him. Um, so this is the last weekend that we've had before school. It's been kind of sad, you know, but uh, I'm excited. I got to get fucking school supplies. They got a book report. They got to handle. They got a lot of shit. I just think to get them to snap into fucking waking up at 6 a.m. And uh, summer flew by, man. It's crazy. Um, but, you know, we, we got to go and uh, Ryder has this crazy obsession with scary movies. He's been scared to death he's can't go to the fucking bathroom by himself he's can't go to a room he's just scared of this and that but yet he still loves scary movies so um we watched scream over the weekend the remake of scream he watched the original with his mom we watched halloween the remake the 2018 remake i believe we watched the original um friday the 13th which it's kind of like, I don't know, man. It used to scare the shit out of me as a kid. It just, the only movies that really scare me were all the Conjuring movies. Like the Conjuring, um, Insidious, those motherfuckers scared the shit out of me. But just no one to watch them anymore. You know, I used to watch, me and Nick used to watch every scary movie. And then she just couldn't watch them anymore. She just get too freaked out. And um, Nicolette's cousin, Denny, we used to watch scary movies all the fucking time. He loves them, but he'd be scared. He, that motherfucker always talk about this movie, um, 
Baba Duke or some shit. I think it's Bada Duke or Baba Duke or some shit. I don't know. Anyways, watch scary movies. Um, you know, the kids are so into YouTube and shit like that. And there's this dude who's like been blowing up. He's like that um Kai Sinite dude, I guess. I show speed, whatever. And this dude like showed his dick on on YouTube. And when I think about it, it's like I got a nine-year-old, an eleven-year-old, and a six-year-old. Like, come on, bro. You know, these dudes are doing things for clout. They're doing silly shit. They're doing shit, making tons of money, millions of dollars. And, you know, they're out here buying crazy items on Instagram that are gifted. They're capping, you know, showing people, oh, shit, I can't be fucked up and bought a million-dollar item. And it's like, you know, and kids are just too smart. You know, they're not smart enough to figure it out, especially if you're fucking nine. You don't really know. But, like, showing your dick, there should be some repercussions. It's just fucking weird, you know? Anyways, we went and saw Blue Beetle this weekend, and it was really good. It was, um, it felt really good because this dude, you know, Mexican cat, shout out to my dog, George Lopez. You already know how me and George go. And, um, you know, tight-knit family and, uh, you know, trying to go after the rich girl, gets becomes a crazy superhero by accident, and just the family supporting him, and it was just dope, and just, you know, just made me really appreciate, you know, family, and I think that my kids really enjoyed it, and um, they're very particular about what they want to watch, so when it comes to Marvel shit, even though this is a DC, they just are really skeptical, right, they fuck with Spider-Man, they fuck with Batman, but they're not really big on Marvel, but they like Blue Beetle a lot, I do suggest it, it is a great movie. It's just fucking goddamn shame that this writer strike and this actor strike, the SAG shit is going on because they can't promote it the right way. But um, we'll see how it did. I think it did pretty good. Hopefully it did. But I liked it a lot. It was lit. And um, yeah, that was cool. You know what was interesting was I watched the Johnny Depp defamation, um, Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. And it was fucking really good on Netflix. And obviously we had Josh Richmond, one, one of Depp's really close friends. And I know Johnny, right? It's just such a crazy thing. I've been in such a weird, similar situation. And some people say, oh, this pushes back the Me Too or pushes back the real victims that are you know, out there. And now women want to come forward. I'm not here to tell you who should come forward and who shouldn't. If you've been abused, speak on it. I just think that people throw a lot of extras there's very, there's a spectrum of abuse. I'm not saying any of it's good. But if one person is being raped, harmed, beaten, one person is being called a bitch, it's a very wide space in between that, right? Can't treat those things the same. And when you say you're being abused, it's a very broad term. But I think it's a very, very important thing for any adult to watch and the way the social media takes over is just fucking crazy just the world that we live in it's nuts um what else in other news my boy Justin Bieber and Scooter Braun have part ways I am going to go on a limb and say that I know for a goddamn long time for at least at least shit seven eight years I know Bieber's been wanting to fucking leave Scooter and I'm glad they part in ways. 
I've known Scooter a long fucking time, man. 18 fucking years I've known Scooter. And he's always slithered his way out of things and whatever. And then um, I wish people the best, man. I hope to see him soon and play some golf. But like, yeah, man, this is it's going to be interesting. I really, 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 really wonder what kind of shit is going to happen after this. Um, what else, man? I did get some golf in this week. You know what I'm saying? I definitely got some golf in. I, it, I got some decent rounds in. The country club thing is definitely unheralded. It's it's such a fucking clutch thing to have. And speaking of golf, TaylorMade is opening a new resort next to PGA headquarters in Frisco, Texas. This resort is fucking outstanding. Well, it looks like it's going to be crazy. Like, fuck a country club. This is like a real resort where like, you're going out to Disney World, you going to Cancun or Cabo? No, nah, motherfucker, I'm going to TaylorMade's new shit. And being on Team TaylorMade, you already know. I'm fucking excited. Now, I'm not a big preseason dude. I don't I don't give a fuck how much I love Lakers. I just don't give a fuck about preseason. It's not my thing. Baseball, definitely not. Football, you know how, how much I go hard with the fucking Seahawks. Don't give a fuck. Hype that we beat the fucking Cowboys this weekend. I just don't know. But I do know that this is probably going to be the weirdest Seahawks season for me personally. It's just a lot going on. Just fucking weird with what's going on in my life. And my relationship is actually still strong with Seahawks players. It's just the city, Seattle. It's just so many fucking weird memories that go on there. There's so much nostalgia, just so much weird shit that it's just going to be a very strange time. So I don't know what Seattle is going to be like for me this upcoming season. I don't know. But like I did say, I do want to do some subscriber meetups and do a subscriber Dodgers game. Definitely 100% before the season's over, which is coming real soon. Got to get a Dodgers game coming up. Um, subscribers, new subscribers on Instagram, you do know that I got this garage sale coming up. It's going to be lit. It's going to be fucking crazy. Probably be 80, 90% off prices. I don't give a fuck. It is what it is. I don't think I'm going to be able to do it on a Saturday the way I wanted to. I'm going to figure out how we're going to do it, but it will come up soon. September 7th or 8th, I got this big luxury sale on Network, and that's going to be kind of a garage sale. It's going to be an auction. It's going to be random things that um, I have that are going up from the closet. It's going to be uh, my boy um, Upscale Vandal did it. A few other people did it. It will be on the Network app only, and then I, I, right after that, I think right after that is when I have the garage sale. Again, my Wash Lord Invitational Scramble is October 16th. That's just around the corner. Guys, what a fucking episode today. I had the boys on. I even had Kai on. Had fan questions. Man, next week, uh, we got, um, I want to say, a counterpart, semi-co-host coming on. We got a lot of shit building, right? I do want to bring two episodes a week back. We got video coming up by the end of the year. A lot of exciting things for BTB. Guys, like I said, this is not your practice life. Make it a great day. All right, y'all. You hit Lakey in the background. I love y'all. See y'all next week. Peace.